the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or ever we are americans this is always right on am 1420 the answer here's your host bob france yes it is indeed exactly that guess what snowed last night and we're still here. Oh my goodness, we're still here. I, I'm trying to do a little uh, ripoff of War Games. Do you remember War Games? Anybody remember War Games? First of all, thank you for joining us. Eight minutes after the hour, nine o'clock. We are underway on this Thursday, third morning, second month, the year of our Lord, 2022. Remember the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick? Uh, who, of course, was Ferris Bueller. A little bit more knowledgeable for that, probably. Uh, recognizable. Anyway, War Games was an early 80s movie in which a kid, a little boy genius, uh, Matthew Broderick, started playing video games online. They were war games, uh, global thermonuclear war, and somehow he got locked into the government's mainframe computers while doing so and actually thought that uh, war was starting. The government did. And uh, Russian ICBMs were on their way to... Uh, to the mainland, and <laughs> I'm just setting up why I said, we're still here. Uh, Russian ICBMs are on the way to the mainland, and they had to ride it out and wait and see if they were real or if they were imaginary based on the game. And uh, the bombs all hit, and then they checked in with those uh, the controllers at those particular stations. And they said, are you copying? I think it was Kansas, maybe. Are you, are you there? And, yeah, we're here. We're still. That's how I feel about Snowmageddon. After all of the um, trumpeting of the end of mankind, because of Snowmageddon, I don't know, we got a few inches last night. Now, I'm saying this only, part. first of all, because it was the funny, it literally just came to me, the, the uh, War Games thing. I'll probably find that clip before the end of the show and play it for you. 
First of all, is this funny? Because uh, people have been texting me this morning. Multiple people have texted me this morning and said, how much did you get? How much did you get? It wasn't that bad. Why did they say it's going to be this crazy thing? The reality of it is it did underperform last night. But they have been saying that the winter storm warning actually goes from last night to Friday morning, that it's supposed to be an inch or one to two inches of snow throughout the, uh, per hour per hour throughout the day today, even overnight tonight, and again, ending by tomorrow morning. So we're still here is real, and we have a right to say I wasn't so bad, but we're not done either, so you better be prepared. Uh, and then we'll see tomorrow morning uh, how things look under uh, uh, after the new um, radar mass has moved its way through. But uh, I, I do think it is kind of funny. People expected to wake up this morning to the 1978 blizzard. The 1978 winter, worst winter storm probably in history, certainly in this part of the country, in this part of the state. I remember because I was 10 years old, and I remember uh, opening the front door to a wall being there. It was a wall. There was a wall of snow. There was a wall. Of, <laughs> the snow uh, piled up as high as our windows. Our, 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 you know, we lived in a, in a ranch-style house, uh, you know, single story, and, and the snow was up to our windows. And you had to tunnel out. I mean, it was so either snow snowblowers were useless because the snow was way, 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 way higher than the than the snowblower chute. You had to shovel and you had to dig and you had to pace yourself in the whole nine yards. I think a lot of people woke up this morning expecting that, and that's why they were texting me and saying, "What did you get? We didn't get much at all. It's not that." And, and it's true, it's not that bad, and we're still here, but it's not over. It's not, and I'm not suggesting that. By the way, because I'm not an alarmist. But I'm not, and I'm not suggesting that what we get later today is going to be like the blizzard of '78 either. But we're we're going to get more. Don't uh, don't don't think uh, twice about that. All right, I'm going to do this now because it came to my attention, and I cannot believe that nobody informed me. I'm a little disappointed in you, to be honest. Nobody called me yesterday, messaged me yesterday, um, or alerted me in any way to the fact that we did not do our Pledge of Allegiance yesterday before the show started, or as the show started. I I came to that realization on my own. And you know what it was? Uh, A friend of mine sent me a picture of the flag that he has hanging from his rearview mirror because he says he's in the car every day in this first segment, and that's when we do our pledge, and I ask everybody to face a flag. And he hung one in his mirror. I told you about the guy who put the postage stamp with the U.S. flag and stuck that to his dashboard so he could have a flag to face when we do our pledge during the show every day. And I love loyal listeners who make that a big part of their day, and nobody told me yesterday we didn't pledge. I got off on a tangent to start the show, which happens from time to time, kind of like I just did with War Games. That was unplanned, 100% unscripted. Uh, And I forgot to do the pledge yesterday. So first, I want to apologize. Second of all, I want you to apologize, too. You're supposed to tell me these things. You're supposed to alert me. Johnny Hiles should have alerted me as well. I ain't anybody telling me that we didn't do our Pledge of Allegiance yesterday. So since I know that's important to you, and it is important to me, and that's why we do it, well, you say we get out of the way now so I do not make that same mistake as I get on with today's monologue. Friends, patriots, please stand And indeed, face your flag if you have one. If you do not have one, that's all right. Close your eyes and see one in your mind's eyes. You put your hand over your heart and join us in pledging our allegiance to this great republic. If you are a Biden voter, 
if you are a CRT uh, proselytizer, if you are a an anti-free speech, anti-Joe Rogan, anti-First uh, Amendment liberal Democrat, well, we know you don't believe in this republic, nor which that for which it stands anyway. So you go ahead and take your knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yes, indeed. And thank you, everyone. And my apologies again for missing that yesterday. All right. There's a host of things that we do need to get into today. First of all, I, I'm sure you heard the story. It was in our newscast. Hugh was talking about it. An ISIS leader was killed in U.S. special operations. And I'm just going to say this. And I hope it isn't um, unfair of me. I hope it's not um, too cynical of me. But I'm a cynic by nature when it comes to anything having to do with the Brandon administration. I'll believe this happened when I see the body. Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi. Did I get it all right? It's a heck of a lot of letters. Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi was supposedly killed in what witnesses describe as a large operation by U.S. commandos. I'm going to believe it. When I see the body. Why? Because when was the last time we were told that um, massive, well, not massive numbers, but a huge strike killed a bunch of top uh, ISIS or Taliban leaders? You remember when that was? It was almost immediately after the disastrous withdrawal in August of our uh, troops from Afghanistan. We turned over the country to the Taliban, a terrorist organization. We left behind countless numbers of uh, Afghan allies to the United States cause, and not to mention American citizens. We left behind $85 billion worth of American munitions and military transport vehicles and so forth. And it was one of the most embarrassing things any administration has endured uh, over the course of, I don't know, the last 50 years, maybe. It was, it was horrific. And what did they try to do it, uh, right after that? They said, uh, in, uh, I should probably give you the full context, of course, in the, in the course of that Afghanistan botched withdrawal, as we know, a bomber, a suicide bomber, killed 13 American troops. 13 Americans lost their lives to that bomb, which was a part of uh, that withdrawal and uh, the chaos that, uh, that, ins- that, uh, that uh, resulted from it. So in response to that, we had this big, massive airstrike where we supposedly killed seven top Taliban officials and, uh, and operatives. And then we come to find out no such thing happened. They killed a bunch of innocent people. They killed a bunch of innocent Afghani, uh, Afghanis or Afghans. That's what happened. They told us we had killed the enemy. We didn't. We killed a bunch of innocent people because they were so desperate to try to cover for the embarrassment of the botched withdrawal of the fact that so many were left behind, not to mention the, uh, the military equipment, $85 billion. So they lied about who was killed. They lied about the success of the operation. Why? Because they need to wag the dog. They needed to wag the dog back in August when they had the, the, the most horrific um, withdrawal from a country. It's, the worst part about it was is that Biden and Milley uh, uh, and Austin all said there will be no uh, tel- helicopter rescues from rooftops the way it was in um, uh, Vietnam. We're not going to have that. We're not going to have a repeat of that. And that is exactly what happened. 
Exactly. Such chaos because they did not leave the troops there long enough to secure the withdrawal of all of our allies and American citizens and the withdrawal and uh, uh, transport of our military equipment and so forth. It was such an embarrassing display of, of poor leadership, poor planning. They had to do something to wag the dog and said, yeah, but we just killed a bunch of uh, 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 Taliban and ISIS leaders, terrorists. They had to do something to take the people's minds off of the dead, 13 dead Americans and the botched withdrawal. So what are they taking the eyes off of now? What are they taking our attention away from now for? In- inflation, the continued invasion at the southern border, the empty shelves, the rising crime. I mean, we could run through the list of all of the reasons why we say let's go Brandon, which stands for blank Joe Biden. I can sit here and list all of the things they're trying to do. Their polls continue to plummet, they being Biden and uh, Kamala. Uh, There is a massive uh, protest against the mandates. There is a planned trucker protest, another convoy, but rather than going to Ottawa, it's going from California to Washington, D.C., being organized for early March. to, To protest the Biden administration and their dictatorial mandates you got all of these things going on, and he's desperate for a win. Oh, and by the way, they got Stephen Breyer to retire. And then, of course, Joe Biden plays identity politics and practices racial discrimination against males and females who are the wrong color when it comes to a replacement. Massive controversy all over the place. So what does Joe Biden do? Let's conduct a raid. Let's go into Syria. Yeah, let's go to Syria and find us an ISIS leader. When is the last time we talked about ISIS? When is the last time we talked about ISIS um, committing terror acts on the United States and our interest either here or overseas? When is the last time we talked about ISIS attacking our allies? Nobody's saying that they were gone and dead. But ISIS has been largely quiet and inconsequential on the world stage as it pertains to their radical uh, Muslim extremism and their terrorism. So suddenly ISIS is back on the front page? Why? Well, we we went and got got us an ISIS leader. It was a successful U.S. special operations counterterrorism mission in northwest Syria, President Biden and the Pentagon said. No U.S. casualties. So in other words, it was perfect. No U.S. uh, soldiers lost their lives, and Al-Karashi is dead. So it's, you know, okay, if it's true, good. I shouldn't say that with a question mark at the end. If it's true, good. I like killing ISIS leaders. I like killing terrorists. I don't care if they're Hezbollah, they're Hamas, they're ISIS. You name the terror group, uh, I I want them dead. Good. Uh, There's no question mark at the end of that. Good. But like I said, considering the willingness of the Biden-slash-Brandon administration to lie about such things in order to distract from terrible negative things going on, I'll believe it when I see the body. Okay? That's uh, that's just where I'm going to leave it. So, uh, good for you, Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi. Good luck finding those 72 virgins. Uh, good luck uh, in the afterlife. If you're dead and this really happened, I'm happy for that. And that is great. And I'm proud of our military for doing it. But I'll believe it when I see it. 921, we got a lot more to get into as we continue this uh, Thursday edition of Always Right, AM 1420, The Answer.
gone mad. This is blasphemy. This is madness. You need something different. This is always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 924, AM 1420, The Answer. Appreciate you being with us. I uh, neglected in the beginning to tell you what's coming up on the program today, so uh, I do want to tell you at 1010, as you know, it's Thursday. That means Dr. Everett Piper will be with us for wonderful wisdom and analysis at 1035. We're going to talk to Shannon Burns. Shannon Burns is a member of the Ohio the Republican Party State Central Committee, and uh, Shannon is also the leader of the uh, Strongsville GOP. And Shannon is going to talk to us about what is supposed to be a meeting tomorrow among the Central Committee to um, uh, issue endorsements, to vote on endorsements. We talked yesterday to Jack Windsor about that from the Ohio Press Network, and Jack told me uh, that he wasn't sure if he was going to be allowed to attend because they are restricting um, the public from attending this, uh, this event in their wonderful commitment to transparency, the Ohio Republican Party. I say with tongue firmly planted in cheek. Uh, no, no public was going to be allowed to attend, to attend unless they were invited guests of the committee members, of the central, uh, central committee members, because they don't want the public to actually see what they're doing, unless there are people on the inside. And as for the press, only invited press would be allowed. And Jack Windsor has made no, you know, no bones about it. He is covering them fairly and objectively and reporting on some of the things that uh, the ORP does not want people to know about, quite frankly. And so there was a debate, and he told me they were actually meeting yesterday to decide if he would be allowed to go into that meeting. I asked Jack this morning, are you allowed to cover that meeting and those uh, endorsement votes? He said, yes, I am. However, it will not be tomorrow after all. Because of the weather, because of the snow issues that we just talked about and the blast we're supposed to get today, they have postponed it until February 18th. So tomorrow will not be the ORP's shameful vote to endorse Mike DeWine, and it's a lock that they're going to do that for re-election. It will be on February 18th, so just a little heads up on that. All right, let me get a phone call in here before I get into some other things, because uh, I have a ton of new information to get get for you uh, after the bottom of the hour news. Charlie is calling us from Westlake early on here. Charlie, go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking Hello, the call. Charlie. I was watching this stuff on Who- Whoopi Goldberg and, and censorship, and uh, you know, I, I did a little research. Voltar was the guy, the guy that brought up freedom of speech, and, and he said democracy lives on freedom of speech. I think what Whoopi was, was said was rep- reprehensible. I've never agreed with her on anything. But she has the right to say it, even if it's stupid. And that they're firing her is ridiculous. Well, first of all, they're not firing her. They should, well, she's, that, but they're not. They just, well, that they even went after her. This is, this is America. We get to say what we want. Voltaire said you have to be willing to die for what everyone says, or you don't have a democracy. And that's what they're trying to do, take away our Well, we're democracy. not a democracy anyway, Charlie, so that's, well, that's, public, that's, that's a, irrelevant. We have the right to speak. That's all I'm saying. Everyone, yeah, we, we, we do. We do. Stuff. Yeah, we, we do, but, stuff. but here's, here, here's the thing, Charlie. Here's the thing. The rules have to be applied equally. In terms of uh, conversation in the public square, in the uh, in the in the public sphere, they have to be replied, uh, applied equally. What we have found is that Joe Rogan can bring a doctor, and not just any doctor, but an immunologist, an expert researcher who had developed 
and actually invented and holds the patents on mRNA technology that was used to develop those mRNA profit shots. And he brings him on to talk about the risks associated with those shots, the effectiveness of those shots, and the mRNA technology behind it. And Joe Rogan is facing cancellation. Robert Malone has already, that's the doctor, has already been canceled for bringing up information that is legitimate, is fair, uh, is sourced, is cited, and if somebody wants to challenge, can be debated. But instead, they want to silence that. Why? Because it's a conservative point of view. Now we go to the other side. When somebody on the left says something as outrageous as the, uh, the, the Nazis were not trying to kill a race of people, which is what ethnic Jews are, that they were just white people going after other white people, and it wasn't about racism, she doesn't have to worry about being canceled. She doesn't have to worry about losing her job with those extraordinarily offensive statements about the one um, historical development, perhaps in world history, to which everyone agrees never again. This is the, that is, has been the mantra ever since the end of World War II and the liberation of the European Jews who remained. Only about one-third of the European Jews survived the Holocaust. Two-thirds were executed and, and tortured in horrific ways. But the, the worldwide response has been never again. And the way, Charlie, that we um, assure or ensure that it never happens again is to never, ever forget the lessons taught from it, that learn from it, rather. And what... Whoopi Goldberg did was essentially to erase the reality of the Holocaust, to, to erase the reality that this was, this was specifically targeting Jews, not just white people, as she said, white-on-white white crime. So all she gets for that extraordinary presentation of misinformation, which could be, I mean, honestly, if people listen to her and people trust her, could lead to a movement of people actually forgetting what really happened, which would set the table for something like that being repeated, and all she gets is two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks off the air, which she probably agreed to willingly rather than being fired for presenting something that would have gotten me fired, would have gotten Tucker Carlson fired, would have gotten Joe Rogan, would have gotten Robert Malone, would have gotten anybody you know fired if they're a public broadcaster. So my problem here, Charlie, is with the unequal or unequal application of holding people accountable for, quote, misinformation. You give misinformation as the left sees it on COVID and you're canceled. You give misinformation on the Holocaust. The Holocaust. And all you get is a two-week suspension? I've got a major problem with that double standard, Charlie. Well, my big problem is censorship. I don't think we should censor anybody. This is an education moment. Everybody's talking about it. She did a service. We learned way more about the Holocaust. The whole country did. But censorship is wrong. Charlie, if you learn something about the Holocaust from Whoopi Goldberg's lies about race, then you'd never knew anything about the Holocaust in the first place. I hate to say it that way, but what do you mean we learned more about the Holocaust than ever before? Everybody knew what the Holocaust was, except Whoopi Goldberg. No, nobody learned anything new here. Nobody learned anything new here. 
And, and, well, and, and thank a, you for the call. Charlie, i got to get to the news here. Thank you for the call. Nobody learned anything new from Whoopi Goldberg. Only Whoopi Goldberg didn't know that racism can indeed exist against white people or against ethnic people with lighter skin than hers. She is the walking embodiment of CRT. That's what we learned yesterday. I'll be right back. Sleeping masses and stoking the fire of the American dream. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. 938. Appreciate you being with us. Dr. Everett Piper coming up at 1010. Don't forget that. Uh, he's got a lot. He's got a lot. There's, he wrote a great article about science and compliance in the Washington Times this past weekend. So he's got a lot of ground to cover there. Uh, as well as the ongoing propaganda campaign of the mandatory vaxxers. And how they're using um, Christians, specifically evangelical Christians and pastors, to spread that propaganda. Dr. Piper going to be on fire at 1010. Uh, I'm so glad I just heard that uh, clip from uh, Ed Morrissey uh, that you just heard a moment ago, uh, talking about Jen Psaki and the Biden administration laughing off the extraordinary rise in violent crime across this country, particularly in the largest cities and the most, uh, uh, you know, densely populated urban centers in this country. The violent crime is off the charts. And when asked about it by a reporter, uh, or in an interview rather, she laughed it off, laughed off the violent crime and mocked Fox News for focusing on the violent crime that has made so many Americans terrified to go out of their homes, particularly at night, but even the brazenness of criminals during the daylight is something that has seen an, an extraordinary spike. And the reason why, as we all know, is because there are massive, massive movements underway, and many of them have already been, been completed, um, to make life easier on criminals. No bail, no uh, jail, no probation in some cases, not even going to arrest them in other cases, and law enforcement officers know it. What's the point of putting myself in harm's way, maybe getting myself into a physical altercation with a suspect that I should be arresting if I take them in and then the prosecutor says, yeah, let him go, no bail. Uh, we'll try to bring him to trial later. What's the point? Cops putting their lives on the line, their careers on the line for no reason. Anyway, all of this is very important to the American people. Over 70% of Americans surveyed believe that violent crime and the wide-ranging rise in crime nationwide is one of their top concerns. Jen Psaki and the Brandon administration laugh about that. Listen. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had, that we had on all the TVs, right? Which mm-hmm. is on my TV right now. So right now, just to give you a sense. So CNN, Pentagon, as many as 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean, right? Um, so there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. So Madam Circleback, a.k.a. Uh, Peppermint Patty, laughed about the fact that Fox is focusing on the consequences of soft on crime policies. The consequences of soft on crime policies um, is massive numbers of victims of crime. What's to chuckle about? What's to chuckle about? 
the consequences are more Americans being victimized by criminals. And she laughed about that and said it was a joke for Fox News to focus on that and for Jeanine Pirro to be talking about it when they could be talking about what? What? Do you have some successes in your Brandon administration that you think that they should be covering? Because there are none. Let me repeat. None. Zero. In over a year of Brandonism. But she called out Fox News and Janine Pirro for daring to focus on the soft on crime policies that are creating more American victims. And last night, Janine Pirro had the opportunity to respond. And this is well worth our listen. Saki called you out, Judge Pirro. Anything you want to tell the press secretary right now? Well, I, you know, I, she wants to know why I'm talking about the consequences of soft on crime. Well, I'm talking about the consequences of the Democrat, liberal, progressive, leftist, soft on crime, criminal-loving, victim-hating group that has made a decision that no bail, no jail, and that criminals are, are that should be privileged, and that social justice and rogue prosecutors should not be a part of the criminal justice system. Jenna, you so locked up in your ivory tower that you have no idea what Americans really care about and what they're concerned about. The truth is that the killing of innocents who didn't deserve it, they didn't ask for it, they did nothing but get in the way of a, of a murderer, very often out on your bail policies, and that murderer, and not God, decides that they should die. And now you and your ilk refuse to even recognize what you've done, just as we mentioned, the crime wave from 2019 to 2021 is 44% up in terms of homicides in major American cities, but Joe Biden ignored all this. Joe Biden ignored the looting, the burning, the rioting, and he ignored the burning of a federal courthouse and police precincts. And now, now he wants to come to New York. He wants to come to New York because he wants to give funding to local cops. Well, why didn't he do that when they were defunding, demoralizing and denigrating cops? Why now? Could it be because this is an election year, a midterm year? And why not increase funding when cops really needed it? You people don't stand up for law and order. We do. And you ought to think about one thing. You ought to think about the fact that Fox quadruples all the pals, all of those networks that you identified that were talking about important things that I wasn't. Here's the bottom line. We quadruple them because we talk about things that Americans care about. And maybe you and your friends ought to take a temperature of what Americans care about and talk about it. Yeah, Geraldo. Right, right, right. That, Come on. Can you dig it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, my friends, is what we like to call, a uh, in the baseball world, a grand slam. What an unbelievable response from the judge. And what a great reminder that those leather networks you just highlighted there, the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the CNBCs and even regular NBC, Fox News quadruples their ratings. They literally have higher ratings than all of the other cable network news programs combined. And this is what the American people want to talk about because this is what the American people are feeling in their own cities. In the, in, the, in their own communities. So come out of your ivory tower there, Madam Circleback, and start taking a look, look at what real Americans are concerned about. Judge Janine Pirro, Grand Slam. Uh, so I really uh, felt like that was... Was I wrong when I told you this is worth our listen?
All right, let's go back to the phones. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Matt is in Olmstead Falls. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Oh, it looks like we are not connecting with Matt. Let me try TJ. TJ, are you there? Yeah, TJ. hello, Bob. Okay, we do have TJ. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get, we'll yeah. get him working here. Go ahead, TJ. Yeah, you know, Bob, uh, I woke up this morning, and, you know, with this winter storm, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, woe is me. This is going to be horrible. You know, then it dawned on me. Another February 3rd in my life was in 1968 during the Tet Offensive, where our 12th Cavalry assaulted a North Vietnamese regiment, and we were pinned down and surrounded for three days. So I thought about it. I says, you know, today's going to be like a walk in the park compared to that February 3rd. So I guess sometimes you just have to put things in proper perspective before you start saying, woe is me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. There are a lot of things that are worse than a big snowstorm, no question. Yeah, I just wanted to say that because, you know, every February 3rd I salute my, my brothers that didn't make it home, you know, and, and, and because of a lot of them is the reason I'm here today to that's clean right. my driveway. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be here either, and I guess that's all i got to say. All right, TJ, I appreciate it. I'm surprised. TJ usually has a lot more he's going to compare or use that, I should say, to bring in something else. But if this is just a salute to your fallen brothers from uh, the Tet Offensive, I totally understand, and I respect that, and uh, and thanks very much uh, for that. The, the point, by the way, uh, going back to the Jeanine uh, uh, Pirro clip and, the, is, and her response to Jensaki, isn't to say that, because it sounded at the end like, no, 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 we're more popular than you. More people listen to us. It's not about, or watch us, it's not about that as much as it is about this is what the American people are showing you that they care the most about. One would, can I, can I suggest this to you? In my opinion, and I may be off base, but in my opinion, the people at Fox, while they celebrate their ratings, because it, it's, uh, that's, that translates to massive revenue, which is the way the business works, while they celebrate their great ratings, I would submit to you that the vast majority of the hosts, and yes, in even the uh, uh, the executives, the administrator administrators uh, in the corner offices who run Fox News, would be happy to cede a rating point or two to the other networks if it meant actually helping put pressure on American elected officials to do what's right by the people. I I, I believe that. Now maybe I'm being naive. Maybe it's. The almighty dollar drives every decision, drives every opinion, drives every, you know, uh, it motivates every action that they take. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like Fox News, which is without question the most popular cable news network in the history of cable news, in the 30 years-ish or whatever it is uh, since they started, um, you know, doubling and tripling and quadrupling the ratings of CNN and MSNBC and the others, I believe that... Their popularity is derived from them giving the people the massive numbers. And by the way, those numbers are not all conservatives. There was a, a story I didn't get to yesterday, but there's a story on the ratings uh, uh, that I saw yesterday about Fox News' popularity and the overwhel- an overwhelming number of Democrats, liberal Democrats who disagree with Fox News, tune into Fox News more than they do CNN. Because the, they talk about the things that the people actually care about. And I believe that the power brokers at Fox News would give up and sacrifice a couple of rating points if the other networks would talk about it too. Because if there was a unified goal of, and I'm not talking about the journalists on Fox News, they have news uh, journalists and they have opinion talk show hosts and opinion commentators, opinion-based commentators. There's a difference, mind you. There's a difference. I'm not a journalist. 
I am a talk show host. I am an opinionated, uh, uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an editorialist, if you will. Uh, that's that's what I do is I editorialize, giving my opinion on things based on news as I see it, research it, et cetera. So the the newsmakers and the opinion editorialists, if you will, on Fox News are trying to get the government, that's why they have these guests on, including liberal Democrat representatives of Congress, to say, here's what you need to do. Or it, we can't tell you what to do, but here's what you should focus on because this is what the American people are telling us. And if there was a unified effort for Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and others to do the same thing and say, hey, look, our viewers and their viewers are all getting killed. They're getting robbed. They're getting attacked, assaulted, raped by criminals who are more brazen now than they have been maybe maybe in a century, maybe since this republic was, was, uh, was founded. People are being victimized, and we want something done about it. Stop this, this, uh, this, you know, cop hatred. Stop this demonization of law enforcement. Stop this, uh, George Soros funded left wing district attorneys and prosecutors saying no cash bail because it's not equitable. Let them out. No stiff sentences because it's not equitable to have too many people of one color or, uh, one, uh, um, uh, ethnicity represented in the jail figures. So let them out. Do something to save and protect the people. I bet Fox would say that's what we want. Do we want to make money? Sure. Do we revel in the fact that we're more popular than they are? Absolutely. It's a competitive business. But what is our goal here? Just to make money or to try to affect change? And I think that these conservative-type shows, and particularly the opinion, uh, 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 opinionated hosts, what their goal is is to try to affect some change. That's what my goal is. That's what I was talking about yesterday. When I talked about the ORP, what I believe to be a corrupt ORP, what I believe to be some extraordinary misguided, extraordinarily misguided rhinos who are destroying the Ohio Republican Party and not serving their Republican and all Ohio constituents well, what did I say yesterday? My goal wasn't just to entertain you and get more listeners. My goal is to affect some change. And my goal is to be one of the leading voices that stops Mike DeWine from becoming Ohio governor again. I made it my mission, and I can do that because I'm not a journalist. I am an editorialist. I am a, a, a commentator more than a news uh, um, newsmaker or or journalist or reporter. Yeah, news reporter. There, that's what I wanted to say. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a commentator, not a reporter. And I will do everything I can to achieve a goal here because I think it's in the best interest of the people of the state of Ohio, and that's stop Mike DeWine. And that means stopping the uh, corrupt uh, ORP leaders who are going to uh, force uh, and ramrod an uh, endorsement of Mike DeWine down our throats. All right. I, that was a long uh, monologue. My apologies. I'll come right back uh, after this. Truth from the lies. In life, there's truth, and tragically, there are lies. Always right with Bob France, giving you only the truth. We shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. On AM 1420, the end. Says maybe the biggest liar we have seen in the White House in uh, in, a, in a century. 
And I know, I know, I know, the left will say, no, that was the last guy. That was Trump. Trump was a big liar, but honest to goodness, I mean, we are we are literally, you know, the, the, the nice thing about what we do, just personal opinion here, the nice thing about what we do is when we make claims, we substantiate those claims uh, with with either anecdotal evidence or statistical evidence. Um, when the left makes those claims, it's just literally uh, out of thin air, out of whole cloth, and they offer nothing. They may offer the anecdotal thing from time to time, but in large part, they they have no evidence to back. That's why I talked about this yesterday. Maybe it's Tuesday. I talked about this, um, the presentation of information that runs counter to the narrative of the mainstream. Mainstream media, mainstream uh, Democrat Party, uh, power, the party that's in power in Washington, D.C. When somebody offers counter information or um, uh, dis- dissenting opinions on these kinds of things, um, they try to silence them and they try to shut them down and they try to make them seem like they're the ones who are being dishonest. And I talked about this, I think it was Tuesday, and I said I couldn't remember if it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, if it was Kaylee McEnany, or whoever it was with the Trump administration, who talked about presenting alternate facts. And uh, my friend Charlie, the politically incorrect mechanic out in, uh, in Lakewood, uh, texted me right away and said it was Kellyanne Conway. And I said, yes, yes, it was. And Kellyanne Conway was dragged through the social media, uh, you know, streets for uh, for saying alternate facts, which they presented as being well. That means lies. That means falsehoods. You know, if you're not giving us the fact, if you're giving us an alternate fact, you're giving us something that's not true. And that, of course, is unfailingly untrue. Because two things that are opposite of one another can both be facts, whether it's the glass of water that I talked about. Is it a fact that it's half full? Yes. Is it an alternate fact that it's half empty? Yeah, as a matter of fact, it is. Same thing is true in politics. Same thing is true in culture. Same thing is true in war. There are some things that can be true, two different things that can be true, and both are accurate. You can say, hey, we won that battle. We won the battle uh, you know, of Iwo Jima. Okay. But we lost, you know, tens of thousands of men. We lost ten thousand. So did we win or we lose? Well, both. We lost a whole bunch of good people, but we won the overall battle. The one is a, one is a fact. The other is a fact. They're just alternate facts, depending on whether you want to look positively or negatively at a situation. And I think that's what we do here. I think that's what we do well. Is we give you truth, we give you facts, and we give you things that may and and. And I hate to beat this to this dead horse uh, to to a bloody pulp here, but this is what the left doesn't understand. They don't understand that if their points of view that they present are so grounded in fact, if they're so uh, unbreakable, that they won't mind people giving the other side because they know deep in their hearts that they're right. They won't try to silence and censor and suppress challenging viewpoints or challenging science, if you will. That's what they don't understand. Every time that you try to present a point that disagrees with something, particularly on COVID, we'll stay there, that the left uh, does not want, does not believe in, or does not want other people to believe in, anytime you try to present factual information that might run counter to their narrative, they don't say, hold on. Let's listen to this carefully and show you how wrong you are by presenting the information that we have that we know is right. They say, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Can't say, nope, 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 nope. They silence it. 
and they think somehow that that's going to convince people to agree with the, the prevailing narrative? Look, there's a reason. There is a reason why Fox News has four times the viewers of all of the other places I just told you about. There is a reason why they have more viewers than all of the other places combined. And there is a reason why 70% of Americans do not believe in vax mandates. There is a reason why 70-plus percent of Americans do not believe in mask mandates. And the reason is they have looked at the science. And that's exactly why the left wants to crush that science. They, they left wants to crush that which they cannot defeat by present, preventing it from being offered in the first place. One voice, single echo chamber is, all, chamber is all they want, because if you present information that defeats them, then the American people turn. Well, the American people have already turned. All right. I, sometimes I just have to get these things off of my chest. The level of dishonesty offered to you by the American press, the leftist American press, in concert with their benefactors, which are the American elected Democrats, um, is something that needs to be called out and needs to be identified. Taking a time out here, top of the hour news. After the news, Dr. Everett Piper is going to join us to talk about evangel- uh, evangelicals and propaganda and how and why the two things are going together when it comes to COVID. And we're also going to talk to Dr. Piper. Well, I'll, I'll let you, I'll save this for him, but we've got uh, three great conversations to come with Dr. Everett Pepper next, AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.